All right. Time for the bonus. The reason why the bonus parts are the best is because it's just like in a game. When bonus comes up, everyone's fired up because you never know what's going to happen. Are they going to miss the first and make the second? But let me tell you, we're going to make both. First up, we got Matt Pitcher coming up here in a bit. Um, and we'll get into that. I just went to a family event tonight. And you know what? This past week, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to grow out my facial hair. Which, if anyone knows me, it's kind of a diss to even call it facial hair. But I was going to go for it. So I, I put it on. I went a whole week without even touching it. I get to this family event, and there's this one lady I don't talk to much. She came from across the room and says, So, uh, what do you got going on there on your face? <laughs> I says, obviously nothing. Thank you for that. She's like, a kitty could lick that off. What are you doing? So, yeah, that's going to have to come off quick. We've got Matt on the line here. Matt, have you ever had a problem with people and your facial hair? Oh, absolutely I have. <laughs> I, uh, I actually, Cluster or whatever his last name is, actually already commented. My wife just put up a profile picture, and he got all on there and started talk, talking smack over social media. Never been more upset with them. Oh man, you, you have a strong game compared to me. I am the I am the Iona versus your Duke. Let's just be honest. <laughs> wow, I, you're almost to the UCF point. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true. I have one large man down the middle. Um, <laughs> um, Matt, l- l- let's just start with that. Okay, so you watched the Duke game, I'm assuming. Yes, I did. That was insane. How did you like the ending? Uh, I hated the ending. <laughs> I thought that uh, UCF should have won that game. They oh. had the opportunity to do it. They just couldn't convert. Well, um, that some t- bad rebounding yeah. on the offensive end there. They let they let Duke get that offensive rebound for the go-ahead points. It was uh, disappointing. And Taco Foul, man, that guy is a monster. <laughs> what a name. I think he... He is going to overtake Zion Williamson as number one draft pick in the NBA. What's his name, Taco? Taco Fall. <laughs> F-A-L-L. Oh, that's a and legendary did, did name. Fall hard tonight. Oh, that's a legendary name, Taco Fall. Oh, I, man. I, I was watching the game with my brother and my dad, and all they could say is, who the hell names their kid Taco? Yeah. Who's <laughs> <laughs> this Taco character? And then he just dunks it on his tippy toes. Um, Seven foot six. <laughs> it's ridiculous. The thing that bugged me most about UCF is that they had that two on one and missed that alley oop. That would have sealed it for oh. me. And you know what? Even the commentators said that right there when it happened. They said that could be a game deciding moment. I'm watching and it. And it absolutely was. I'm watching it and uh, with my with my little son, and he's sitting there every time I go. Oh, he go. Oh, and I'm like. This isn't near as intense when you're making me laugh. But the other thing that bugged me was I didn't think that was a foul on Taco. Uh, like that no. one where Zion Williamson got the three-point play. I didn't think oh, that. yeah, no, I thought that was clean. I mean, he but... created all the contact going into him. Mm-hmm. Like Star the... power, man. It's, yeah, well, for sure. It's prevalent everywhere, including, especially in the NBA that you're seeing it in other spots. And too. the ball never lies. He misses the three-throw, right? Mm-hmm. Luckily, R.J. Barrett was there. Anyways, I thought you're right. I think UCF should have won. But, I mean, I guess you'd I, – I, what are you going to do? I, can, I would not want to be those kids tonight. Well, yeah, obviously a tough one. That's a tough one. You know what? It's Duke. I mean, it's Duke with Zion Williamson. They probably have, if we're going to be honest, probably the one and two pick in the NBA draft next year. Oh, exactly. And so it, it hurts. 
it's a little less losing to those guys. One and two behind Taco. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, sorry, I should have made that clear. Um, Matt's calling it right here on Up for Debate, Taco number one. To <laughs> the Suns. Uh, to the Suns. He can, he can be the front, the front or the back, or the front court for Jimmer Fredette on the Suns. Oh, yeah, him and Jimmer are taking this league by storm, absolutely. Well, uh, Jimmer Fredette's your favorite player, let's be honest. Jimmer Fredette's a joke, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> well, hopefully he can finally just maybe be a bench player. And just get something well, done. Like, just do something. Here's the thing. I, I could score 60 points on the Sharks in China. <laughs> Matt, and there's absolutely nothing impressive. Like the, and the, if anybody knows my basketball skills, they're next to none. This is Larry Bird-esque. The thing with, <laughs> the thing with, with him is I think he's matured as a player to realize if you're going to be in the NBA, you're not going to score 30 a game. Come into the NBA, be a good bench player, and just do your role. That's like that's for me like a Jimmer. Yeah, you could be in the NBA, but don't try to be what you're not. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I'm saying. that's got to be a tough transition to make coming from BYU where he was the guy to and then going and the being sharks. just a role shooter. Well, then be the yeah, Sharks the where shark. you're the you're, they're the man as well. So yeah, that's jumping back and forth like that. I mean, you you adjust your game a certain. Right, and so uh, yeah. that's got to be tough. There's no doubt about it. I'll give him credit on that side. For sure. Okay, let's jump. Well, we might be jumping back and forth here, but, okay, the other thing I had a question for you was more about the NFL because basically anyone else on this podcast doesn't have much knowledge about the NFL besides you. I have a little, tiny bit, but not near as much. Um, I'm kind of going through my off-season, like, okay, who's going to be good, who's not going to be good. I've kind of got a list together, but I kind of want to hear from you. Who won the off-season to you in the NFL? It's a tough one at this point, because the off-season's... That's a, a question that I would want to answer after the draft. Yeah, that's fine. That being said, but after the free agency um, address that there was this year, I do have a couple that I think are above the others. Mm-hmm. And if you, if anybody knows how I watch football, they know I'm completely impartial. I don't have a team that I fault closely or anything like that. Right. And so these are these are completely objective takes where uh, there's not going to be any bias towards them. Um, now I actually have one, two, three, four teams that I think won overall, and I'll go in ascending order all the way to number one. Um, I think that the Packers are number four on who won. Uh, they picked up Adrian Amos at safety. They picked up uh, Preston Smith at linebacker. And if you watched the Packers at all last year, you know that their biggest weakness was on the defensive side of the ball. Right. Um, and so I thought those were a couple of really good pickups. They had a few more, but those were the big uh, pickups. I actually would have liked to see uh, Amos at uh, a different on a different team, but uh, right. I think it was a good pickup by the Packers. Um, next in line, I would actually go with the Oakland Raiders. Okay, there's one that and I have on my list. That you did? I did, yeah. I have them, I have them, my number, what do I got here? My number two. So, I'm I, I okay. I, you're not going in order, which is totally fine. I just have them as, as my number two. Yeah, I'm going four, three, two, one. Okay. Number one being the best. So right, okay. I have Oakland at, uh, three. number three. Yeah, I think that they did a killer job of picking up Antonio Brown when his stock just plummeted because he was stupid. Yeah, and immature. Yeah. <laughs> so I think they got him for—I mean, not next to nothing—but they got him for a pretty good deal. Right. And 
his stock can go right back up just by playing well next year. And so that's a big win for them. That being said, I have them at number three because they completely overpaid Trent Brown. Mm -hmm. Trent Brown is one of their offensive line. He's going to be playing guard for them and, uh, I don't think he's nearly that good. He's he's now the highest play, um, paid guard in the NFL. Really? I don't think he's nearly good enough for that. He's got a good and agent. So because of that, for that reason, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Oakland Raiders. Not to mention I hate the Oakland Raiders. Well, they, I am a little the organization that, itself is kind of, I just... Just trashy. Well, aren't they going to be in Vegas in two <laughs> years or something weird like that? Yeah, they'll be making the move and... Uh, That'll be oh, fresh. No, I don't. I I think they have some fundamental issues. I don't think Derek Carr is a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have a. Uh, I don't think they have a good enough team. Or I don't know. I think that the John Gruden coaching thing was also a bit of a hail mary. That just. Wow. I mean, last year it sure didn't pay off, but I guess we'll see over the next nine. <laughs> that that that's a PR move. That for me, like I understand he's a great coach. I'm sure, but it's more of a PR move. I think going to Vegas will really help them. Just like be able to change maybe the dynamics of what the Oakland Raiders are. Are they changing their name then? Is it going to be the Las Vegas Raiders or? I would, I would assume so. Yeah, I, I, I don't so. really know. I, I assume it's going to stay as the, and be the Las Vegas Raiders. So, Anyways. okay. So who you got to number two? Oh, give me one second. See, I actually took notes and uh, I've got uh, my I made notes right in front of me. That's, well, that's why you're my insider. So I got, um, the Jets, the New York yes, Jets, and yes. simply for the pickup of Le'Veon Bell. And yeah. here's the thing: they have a they. I guess he's not a rookie coming up on this year, but Sam Darnold is their quarterback. Mm-hmm. He is well. He he took a lot of pressure this year, and there wasn't a way to take the pressure off of him. Well, no, he, they didn't have the running game, and so he was forced to be the guy. And that's tough for any rookie quarterback, whether you're a top prospect or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think picking up Le'Veon Bell, arguably one of the best, if not the best, running back in the league when it comes to being able to catch passes out of the backfield as well as just simply running it. He's the most patient running back for sure. All that combined, I think that takes a lot of pressure off Sam Sam Darnold and makes things look a lot better overall. Well, and I like... the, for for me, I think about the Jets and like they haven't been good forever, and I'm starting to see a team that could maybe start have the beginnings of a like a competitive team for once in a long time. Absolutely, and you know what? On top of all that, I don't even think they overpaid Le'Veon Bell. I, like no. he had that entire holdout where he's like, "I need to get paid more money, otherwise I'm not playing." I don't think they overpaid him. I think they gave him a fair salary, and yeah. uh, but I don't think he's. I mean, he's not out of this world money Uh, like he's I think he's going to be in a good position for him and for the Jets he didn't sign for Mike Trout money in baseball no not the what was it 13 year deal or something like that his was was 12 years for like 400 million dollars and before that what's his face Um, Bryce Harper went a year longer and 100 million less That's the uh, contract I'll be looking for when I uh, restructure my deal out of chin, you know. <laughs> uh, Dave, I'd like to restructure my deal. <laughs> From my $15 an hour to $100 million. Um, Exactly. Now, before we get to our number one, which I think we have the same one, tell me about the Baltimore Ravens, what you liked about what they did in the offseason. Uh, you see, I actually didn't like the Baltimore Ravens. I think they made a good pickup in Mark Ingram. Um, he's a, I think he's, he's a feature back, I think. I mean, he's been playing the tandem with, uh, Alvin Kamara out of the Saints. Mm -hmm. 
but I think he has the capability of being a feature back. So I like that pickup. I think they overpaid Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas was, I mean, he he was going to make some good money. Everyone kind of knew that. He was probably one of the top, if not even the top uh, free agent in this free agency. And uh, so, I, I mean, he was going to make some money, but I think they overpaid him. Okay, and but they also gave they gave up on the defensive end. They gave yeah. up C.J. Mosley. And, I mean, who are you supposed to, like, who are you replacing him with? Right, because he went from the Baltimore Ravens to who again? Mosley. Oh, shoot. I, I don't I was, even off I the top of my head watch, know. Well, they, I was just watching somebody say he went from the Ravens to the... Oh, and I was watching it. It was on that Shannon and whatnot. Anyways, I was watching that. And I was like, oh, that's not good to lose. Because he's like, oh, once the GM left, I was out of there. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Like, I I think he was too good of a player, and I, I'm having a hard time even remembering yeah, where he uh, made it. But, but anyways, yeah. um, I'm just looking her up. Oh, yeah, so he actually signed with the Jets. So that's that's an, even another like, big reason. Yeah. That's another big reason for the Jets to be uh, happy this offseason. Yeah. I was so focused on Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, no, I think that was a big loss by the Ravens. Yeah, me too. It's a shame. Your number one, I'm assuming, is the Cleveland Browns. It is not. Oh, oh, I love this. Hot take. My number one free agency winner is the San Francisco 49ers. Okay, let me And they were very active. They had quite a bit of cap space this offseason and still have quite a bit of cap space because they were not stupid. John Lynch, uh, I think, is GM of the year here. He uh, did not make any deals that cost them a ton of cap space, but they picked up some serious pieces. Right. Um, now, if anybody watched the 49ers last year, the 49ers have some serious holes or had some serious holes right. on the defensive end of the ball. And they still have a few holes that they need to fill, but I'm hoping that uh, if they are well calculated and they execute well, they'll be picking up some players in the draft that can fill those holes. Nice. So, 49ers, they picked up uh, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Quan Alexander. Excellent, excellent pickup. Um, Signed him to a long, uh, longer-term deal. I think it was a four-year deal. So I want to say something like sixty or fifty million dollars wow. over the four years. It was. Uh, there's a bit of a cap hit there, obviously, but he's going to be one of the staples on their defensive end. They also made the pickup. They traded for D Ford um, from the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. That is a huge pickup, I think, as well. And they also amped up things on their offensive end a little bit by picking up, uh, uh, they picked up Tevin Coleman, who mm-hmm. used to play for the Falcons, where Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of the Niners, was actually the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And they went to a Super Bowl, and he, he's a perfect fit for their system. Yeah. Um, and they signed him for cheap as well. And then they also picked up uh, Jordan Matthews as a wide receiver. They still have some holes in the wide receiver core in the sense that they don't have a clear-cut number one receiver. Right. I'm hoping that they can fix that in the draft. And I actually forgot to mention they also picked up Jason Brett in the secondary, who is he's had some injury problems over the past, mm-hmm. but he could. <clears throat> honestly be one of the better players in the nfl in the secondary really so yeah. we'll we'll see how how his durability matches now who would be a team for you in the that you would want to watch that didn't maybe make a lot of moves but maybe could come in out of nowhere and be good well i don't think it was out of nowhere but i'm 
really excited to watch the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, me too. I think now I think that they might have some issues there. They have a lot of strong personalities. They got Odell Beckham Jr. They got Baker Mayfield. They got. It's going to be really interesting. Yeah, can Baker Mayfield can can the Browns succeed with Baker Mayfield as quarterback? Or well, he looked good last year. I don't know. The thing is, quarterbacks often thrive as a rookie or even for a couple of years when they get to sit as a second-string quarterback. Yeah. And Baker Mayfield only got about half a year of that. Mm-hmm. So that being said, he sure looked good when he did come out. Yeah. Um, I would be. I'll be very interested to see how that goes. I personally don't think that they are going to be everything that they're hyped up for. Yeah. Their Super Bowl odds went through the roof when they picked up Odell Beckham Jr. I don't think they're going to be quite there, but I think they will be significantly better. I think that the drought <clears throat> that Cleveland has had to deal with for all these years is over. I agree. I think they're now, going to be top-notch. I I think that at least they'll be closer to competitive. Yeah, exactly. I don't think they're going to be out of games all the time like they have been. That's going to now they have to deal with the Cavaliers, not the Browns. Right, so. exactly. Um, and sw- so switching gears, did you watch the Raptors game tonight? Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, okay. I am okay. So as uh, as impartial as I am with football, I am a big Raptors fan, and that just hurt. That was that I, the only so thing bad. I liked about that game was the Hornets jerseys. That that chuck up shot at the end of the game, it really uh, felt, was a joke. What it really felt like the guy was like, "The game's over. I'm just gonna throw the ball in the air," and that thing that thing just <laughs> slithered in through the backbone. <laughs> I I just don't even know what to say. And, and, but you know what? In their defense, in the Hornets' defense, in Charlotte's defense, they um, the Raptors didn't put them away. No, the Raptors didn't. were up by what was it like fifteen points yes. early, and yeah. then they lost it. They were down by eleven or twelve. The Raptors need to be more consistent. They have the second best record in the league. <clears throat> you got to put teams away. They're still considered, and yeah, especially teams like the Hornets. That's my only concern with the, t- the with the Raptors going into the playoffs is why are you not burying teams going into the fourth quarter um, when they're down? You're up 13, bury them. Now, I the only reason that I'm not as worried is I'm watching the the Warriors get nailed by the Knicks. Okay, maybe things don't really matter at this point in the season, but... Well, that's true. The regular season doesn't seem to mean a lot to anybody these it's still days. Cr- I crushing still watch the it all the way through, but it yeah. does. It's just frustrating. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm not totally worried about the Raptors, even though I was disgusted tonight. Because for a couple of reasons. First off, most of their key players are coming back from injury and are starting to get to the point where they're healthy. Fred Van Fred Van Bleed is back on a full time basis now. Kyle Kyle Lowry was back tonight and uh, seemed to be able to make it through the majority of the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just, everything's kind of coming together on the injury side of things. And on top of that, like you said, they're going to amp it up when they play in the playoffs, and they're going to play the same team seven times or four times or whatever. They should be so able they're to gonna win. Get, they're going to be able to lock in on the strengths and weaknesses of the other team. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Well, Matt, I think you made a lot of good points. And, <clears throat> again, we haven't had a lot of people talking to NFL, so I'm hoping that... I'm hoping we can get a lot more people listening in, being that we're involved in the NFL. I think there's a lot of people that want to listen to it, so I appreciate that. And uh, I'm just going to throw on your uh, your exit song here. I believe in a thing called love. Very classy. I Excellent. Just, I think it describes you and your beard. I haven't quite found the Barbie, I haven't quite found the Barbie song for mine, but. Uh, 
Have yourself a wonderful evening. We'll see you at work tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, bud. Have a good night. Hey, have a good night. We'll see ya. Yeah. Mad picture, everybody. What a classy man. Wow, that was a 20-minute solid gold interview. Thank you for Matt for coming on. This bonus is going to continue on. I'm going to try and squeeze in Wayne here with a good five minutes, and then uh, maybe we'll throw on Buster for a bonus bonus track. We'll just have to see. Matt Pitcher, thank you for joining me. Up for debate. Coming back at you with a little less beard and a lot more talking to sports.